Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. We hear throughout the Bible God's saving power for His people. Well, in this weekend's readings, we see it in two different ways. The first way is in the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. It begins with, Thus says the Lord, Say to those whose hearts are frightened, Be strong, fear not, here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Well, right now, the Israelites are living as slaves in Babylon, which is present-day Iraq. And yet, Isaiah brings the people a message of hope, that there will come a time in which they will be saved. God will free them, and not only that, lead them home. Now, the early church fathers applied this prophecy to Jesus in his ministry as he cured people. As Jesus cured people from their illnesses, he liberated them. Now, go to the gospel. This is a beautiful segue into how the gospel starts. Notice Jesus is on the move. He never camps at one specific site and has the people come to him. No, he's always on the move, going out to the people. He's the itinerant preacher. Notice he goes to the Decapolis. This is Gentile territory. So the first thing that we can naturally assume is because he's in Gentile territory, we can expect the people to have not much faith. But that's not the case. On the contrary, notice what it says. The people brought with them a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged Jesus to lay his hands upon him. Now notice the first thing. It's the people that brought the deaf man to Jesus. Jesus did not search out or seek this deaf man. Why? Well, because the people had faith. Now, if you look at Jesus and how he cures people, regardless of the illness, the first thing that is required is that people have to have faith and believe in him. In many of Jesus' miracles, before he cures them, he always asks them, do you believe that I can do this? Well, in order for Jesus to heal this man, there has to be faith. Now, there is. That's why the people bring this man to Jesus. They have a firm conviction in who he is and that he can heal this man. That's why it also says they begged Jesus to lay his hands upon him. They have firm conviction of faith, of who Jesus is, and that he can heal this man. Now, take it to a spiritual level. This man is a Gentile. And he's also deaf to the word of God. He cannot hear it. And so he does have a serious problem. And Jesus immediately wants to address it. Now, it's a basic biblical truth. God's word is constantly spoken throughout the Bible. In fact, through the very beginning of the existence of time itself. 
go back to Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, the story of creation, the first time that God's word is heard, it's by the universe and not humanity. What is the effect of God's word to create? God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let the earth produce all the creatures of the world and of the sea, and they came forward. God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness, and humanity was created. Well, there is a creative power associated with God's word, and we see the consequence of it in the story of creation. But it doesn't stop there. God's word is always spoken, and also in the least likely places. Go to the story of Elijah. He's hiding in the cave, fearing God is going to punish him. And all of a sudden, a fire comes by, recognizing that maybe God is in that fire, but he isn't. An earthquake comes by, and Elijah assumes God will be in the earthquake, but he isn't. And then Elijah hears this tiny whisper, and that is God's word. But it doesn't stop there. God sends prophet after prophet after prophet to speak his word on his behalf. Now, are the prophets in fear of the power of speaking God's word? Absolutely. That's why many of the prophets try and make up stories to turn down God and being a prophet. Moses says, I cannot be a prophet. I have a speech impediment. Well, it's true. He stammered. Isaiah tries to get out of becoming a prophet by saying, I'm too sinful of a man. Jeremiah tries to get out being a prophet by saying, I'm too young. No one's going to listen to me. Well, it's true. He was only 14 or 15 years old. But all of them eventually acquiesced and said yes to God. Now, are the prophets timid in speaking God's word? Absolutely not. They spoke God's word with a great deal of courage and conviction. And herein lies the message for this weekend. St. Catherine of Siena, I think, puts it best. Faith comes from hearing God's word. Now, with that in mind, go to the gospel again, this deaf man. From a spiritual level, he's deaf. He cannot hear the word of God spoken to him. Therefore, he doesn't have faith. Now, how is that true for us? You know, many of us live very busy lives. We recognize there are many different voices in our life. Just look at the news. We are bombarded by the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have social media. We have fame, fortune, notoriety, power, honor. These are all things that are calling out to us, competing for the voice of Christ. And so, sometimes it's difficult to hear God's voice. Going back to the gospel, notice the man cannot hear, but also he has a speech impediment. Symbolically speaking, if we cannot hear the word of God, then we are not able to speak it, especially to speak it to those who need to hear it the most. Often, I hear from Catholics that they are challenged in airports or soccer fields by people of other faiths that want to know why we believe in things like the sanctity of life or the sanctity of marriage. But unfortunately, they're not able to explain that. See, that's why it's important for us to always be attentive to the Word of God. So like the prophets, we can speak it with firm conviction ourselves. Now the story continues. 
It says, Jesus took the man off by himself, away from the crowd. Now that's odd. Why would he do such a thing? You would think that Jesus would cure this man in front of all these people, thereby prove who he is, that he truly is the Son of God. But instead, he takes this man away to be in private with this man, just him and Jesus Christ. Well, we recognize when we are in a crowd, it's very difficult for us to hear because we have all these people talking, all these people vying for our attention. If you go maybe to a Brewer game or a Packer game or even a large party, it's difficult for you to speak to the person that is standing or sitting right next to you because of all the noise. Well, Jesus knows this. That's why he takes this man off to be alone with him. He wants to make sure that not only does he cure this man, but this man recognizes the voice of God amongst all the other voices in his life and be able to respond to it, but also be able to speak to it. It's a great lesson for us. In order for us to hear God's voice, we must go to a quiet place, alone with God, so that we, just like this deaf man, can have a one-on-one experience with God in our daily lives. Maybe we can go to our church. We go every week to Mass. That is our one-on-one encounter with God. Or maybe there's a chapel in our parishes that we can go on a daily basis just to be alone with God. Or maybe there's a place in our house, or maybe it's somewhere on a trail in our park that we can be just all alone with Jesus Christ. I always tell people in the spiritual life, be selfish when it comes to your relationship with Christ. And so we must allow Jesus to take us alone, to be with him, so that we can properly hear his word to us. Now next in the story, it says Jesus places his finger and he puts it into the ear of the deaf man. Now Jesus is connected to this deaf man. You could say he's plugged into this deaf man. Just like you take the cord of a lamp and you plug it into the wall, well, you can light the lamp now. It works. Well, the same thing holds true with this deaf man. Jesus is now plugged into this deaf man and his hearing is restored. Well, when we are connected to Jesus through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, through a daily prayer life, through stewardship, then we clearly hear his word. Notice also, not only is the hearing restored from this man, but also it says his speech impediment is removed. Well, once we clearly hear God's word, then we can clearly speak it with confidence because we know it. Again, St. Catherine of Siena once said, Faith comes from hearing God's word. Well, that is so important, and that lies at the message of this weekend's readings. It gives us a great spiritual lesson. First and foremost, know God's word is spoken from the very beginning of time and continues on a daily basis to us. What do we have to do? Listen to it. Every time we come to Mass, every time we pray, Every time we engage faith formation and stewardship, we are listening to that word. Allow Jesus to take us away from the crowd, from all the noises that we have in our life, and be alone with him. And stay connected. Stay plugged into Jesus Christ. 
then we will always clearly hear him. And then we will be able to speak the faith with courage and conviction, especially to those people that need to hear it the most. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.